Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Jizz Talking for a Sunday night. We are so honored to have with us today the one and only Sin Sage. Sin, how are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing absolutely wonderful. How are you? Good. She was taking care of herself and crimping and putting on makeup just to look good for our our (laughs) show, and we really do appreciate that. My pleasure. Part of the if job. You're to us, <laughs> if you're listening to us on one of the many podcasts that we're on, just take our word for it. So anyway, we uh, mm-hmm. we'd really in, uh, enjoy having you here. Um, it was quite an adventure to line you up. I um, really? worked with uh, Tanya Tate on that. I didn't know she was uh, into kind of management type of thing. And anyway, she lined you up and we went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And uh, you're here. And here, and here we are. You made you it. Made links. it happen. You sent me links and bio and a page here and a page here. And so anyway. She's uh, very thorough. She's she great is. PR, uh, great PR manager, yeah. She's a professional, that's for sure. I, I <laughs> met her better at Exotica a few years ago. Uh, let's talk about that since we've got that right off the bat. Have you made any plans to get to any conventions this year? Um, well, I would absolutely love to. Obviously, it's been a couple years, so kind of missing that interaction and those good times. Um, but, uh, yeah, it sounds like she set up for me an opportunity to go to Night Moves, which is in Miami, I think. Um, that's in October. And then uh, AVN is coming back in January, so... I will likely be there. I will very likely be there. <laughs> and then I think the week after that is the X3 Expo show. Okay. And, and, uh, that's another, that's that the first year was this last year and that yeah. was big. And I think they're going to retool a few things and, and uh, it's going to be um, the um, January 13th and 14th of 2023. I, I'm going to that one. So. Oh, you know, okay. You know, there's yeah. that, group that one too. So, um, how'd you get your start? Just uh, to bring us up to date, how'd you how'd you start out? <laughs> uh, well, basically, I knew that I wanted to work in the adult industry um, from before the age of 18. So, by the time I turned 18, I was pretty much um, looking for it, and. I answered some ads in the back of like the weekly magazines, like LA Weekly, OC Weekly, stuff like that. They used to have um, classified ads back there that would be like looking for models for photography and video, 18 to 50, like just contact me or whatever. So yeah, that would have been the year 2002-ish, 2003. And I did a couple photo shoots like that. I started like a one model place, um, which is like where you can meet other photographers and things like this. So I started out doing a lot of like uh, nude, um, explicit like photo shoots and glamour shoots and art shoots and stuff like that. And then started out um, stripping in a strip club in that same year when I was about 19. And then um, went to my first ABN convention because I met a girl at the strip club who was um, in tune with the adult industry. Uh, she and her boyfriend who were, they were just terrible people, but um, they took me to my first ABN, which was 2003. And I was just like, so excited by everything. And 
made some contacts there and started to do some like fetish work. Um, what, you know, I was always down to do everything up to girl, girl, but I was just doing whatever I could get hired to do. And then still working at the strip club was sort of like my main income source. And then, yeah, probably, probably around 2006 or seven, um, I started getting hired a lot more for doing hardcore video, uh, girl, girl stuff and didn't need to strip at the club as much and eventually gave that up entirely and just went with, um, adult video. And I guess that's how I got started. <laughs> How'd you meet up with uh, Tanya? Um, I can't remember the first time I met Tanya, but, uh, I did with a scene with her in probably like 2012, I want to say. And then, so knew, knew of her since then, probably seen her on set a few times, I'm sure. And then, um, the, this past year I was looking for some PR representation, um, to help kind of like grow my brand and promote um, the movies I come out with and stuff like that, that, that I produce with my studio. And so uh, hit up my, I was telling my friend, Ella Darling, my lovely, wonderful friend, Ella Darling, that that's what I was looking for. And she said, oh, you should use Tanya Tate. She's amazing. And she's always like helped her for red carpet stuff and, and things like that. So that's how I got directed to her for PR, um, which one of the main things that I love about that the most is that she has been in the industry uh, for, for a while and she knows what it's like to be a performer and a model and stuff like that. So having that perspective um, for what I was looking for, uh, just what I wanted, definitely. <laughs> yeah, Tanya has been there and done that and she would be a great uh, positive influence on uh on just about anybody. I was just in a podcast all about an hour and a half ago with Gigi Dior. Let's see if we can bring Gigi in. She's driving her car, but that's okay. She can still talk. Uh, Gigi, are you, uh, we're going to unmute you. Are you there to, to chit chat? And maybe not because she was uh, driving and well, hopefully she's okay. <laughs> crash the car by now, but anyway. No. <laughs> well, we'll. Uh, I'm, anyway. here. I'm here. Okay. Sorry. Can you hear me? You bet. Do you have a question for a center, a comment? I do. Um, so, at what point did you see your career uh, really take like a like a major turn? Like, did, was it a certain number of scenes you shot? Was it a certain movie that you really felt? like exploded you and at what point was that that's an interesting question um well i guess if you mean in the sense of sort of gaining the popularity that i sort yeah. of currently enjoy then um yeah i would say it, well it really was when um nika noel uh, was the director she used to work for girlfriends and then mm -hmm. um she got her own studio with um, Mile High Media, and it was called uh, Sweetheart Video. And uh, I was in the very first movie ever that Sweetheart Video put out. Um, it was called Nina Loves Girls, and I was on the cover of that with Nina Hartley. Um, once that started, then I was working for Sweetheart Video like anywhere from one to three times a month for a number of years. Uh, to this day, like, you know, I, I still work for them uh, a couple times a year at this point, but 
definitely that once that happened, um, as kind of, kind of like a snowball effect, I met a lot of other performers. They introduced me to other performers, other directors. So I was working for some uh, lesbian studios that are now, um, they're not around anymore, but it just really started to help me get more work. And then I was in all of the lesbian stuff. So all of the fans of lesbian stuff were then really paying attention to me and then asking for me from other studios and stuff. So I would say that definitely um, working for Nika, having her sort of like appreciate my style and, and sort of uh, platform me in that way, uh, that was what really kicked things off for my career. It was around 2007, 2008. Uh, gotcha. through, I would say also when I started working for Belladonna, that was a pretty big deal, too. <laughs> so you felt like it was more about being um, at the right company at the right time versus like a specific number of films that you shot that really kind of launched you. Correct. Absolutely. Yes. OK, yep. cool. And I, I say that a lot, too. Like, you know, it really was I just was with the right people in the right companies at the right time because I didn't ha I've never really had an agent or a manager, anything like that. I've always just kind of been solo representing myself. So definitely just getting in with the right people at the right time. I just kind of a little bit, a little mixture of luck and um, pure raw talent. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's incredible. Thank you so much for answering my question. Absolutely. Right. Thanks a lot, Gigi. Great to be with you Thank today. you so much. All right. Well, let's uh, switch over to Alex and... Uh, Alex will uh, get to uh, see how he's doing on this Sunday of uh, first weekend in April. How are you doing, Alex? I'm doing pretty decently. Thanks for asking. Um, so I have a question. Um, I was wondering if you have any uh, funny stories from on the set. Shit. Um, it's just hard because, like, this is um, my life. You know what I mean? So it's just like, do you have any funny stories from your life? <laughs> and it's hard to like think of funny stories um from my life uh <laughs> i don't know um i just I, I guess like some of the weirder things that i've done um for scenes and sets and movies and whatnot um you know i've done i worked for a company once where i had to uh be in this big blue latex suit and um, it got inflated with air and so it starts blowing up like this and the next thing you know I'm in this giant blue latex ball and it's uh, the fetish is kind of a callback to the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when Violet Beauregard turns into a big blueberry um, so I'm sitting there, you know, my arms are like this and I'm doing a little, it's very important that I do the little like hand flappy thing that she does when she's a giant blueberry. And I, you know, it's funny because I'm like, oh, I've done so many bizarre things on camera. I'm just used to it at this point. And the director was kind of like, oh, I'm a little disappointed that this isn't like the weirdest stuff you've done. And then as I'm sitting there in this blueberry suit, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is, this is the weirdest thing I've ever done for a movie. <laughs> um, but again, you know, I do stuff like that all the time. Um, weird sort of fetishes, uh, a lot of hypno fetish stuff to where, you know, I'm supposed to be like 
a monkey and a chicken and a seal and whatever. Um, so those are always like fun and weird and funny. And I like, uh, I like acting. So I have a good time with that stuff. So is there a name for the blueberry fetish? Uh, well, I, I would say it's partly inflation fetish, um, which is something that uh, the other clips we made for that site were like boobs growing really big, um, uh, like a pregnant belly growing really big. So just kind of like inflation in that sense. Um, and then probably maybe a little bit of latex because it was made out of latex. But other than that, I, <laughs> I think it's a very specific Violet Beauregard fetish, like a Willy Wonka kink. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't yeah, even Wonka. know was a thing. Weird. Oh, yes. There's so huh. many things that you probably didn't know was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. She got she got wonked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wonked. <laughs> Well, good enough. We'll come back around to Alex if we have time. I met a guy in uh, Florida last year. His name is Lon. Lon, how you doing? Hi. Hi, uh, Patrick and Sin. Hope you're doing well. Doing great. Great, Sin. You're very beautiful. And I was doing some research on the film you were doing with Tanya. I, I believe it's called Here Comes a Bride. You're familiar yes. with that one? Yes. Yep, that was it. And uh, also, I know you for some uh, wrestling and sex fighting. You've done some work with uh, Annie Cruz, and you've done some work with uh, Ariel X. I was just wondering, like, what that was like for you, and who might you want to do another match with next? Well, um, so, yeah, I've been doing sort of wrestling, catfighting-style fetish um, videos since about 2004. Um, and that can be anything. So on one end of the spectrum, we have very lighthearted, more... Um, more cat fighty uh, stuff on one side, all the way over to the other side where it's like hardcore competitive grappling with fucking, with full fucking in it. So I've done everything in between all of that stuff. Um, now, I had a, a traumatic brain injury in 2009. So that kind of took me out of doing a lot of work for sites like Ultimate Surrender and things like that where it gets really competitive um, just because of the mm, liability issue. If I hit my head, it could be really bad. Then in 2015, I had to get a, a hip replacement. And so I have to be careful with that too. So I'm very picky um, about who I work with for, for competitive style wrestling stuff, which would be like the Ultimate Surrender stuff like that. Um, but I do it still, and I'm, I actually produce clips for a site called uh, academywrestling.com, um, and I've done, uh, and I worked for Ariel's site, uh, her, her sex wrestling site, with uh, Lena Moon, um, so that was like an awesome trans uh, scene, so it's like, if I'm put with the right people, then I'm totally down to do it, I just need to know them, um, and kind of know what their style is and versus my style to feel safe, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, yeah. And so with Ariel, the other thing is, is like, uh, I like to work with girls where I think I have a chance of winning or will likely win. So um, 
not sure if I want to wrestle Ariel. <laughs> um, but I would do it if she asked me to only because I love her so much and I love working with her. Uh, and yeah, it's just for Academy Wrestling. I just shot one with Charlotte Sart, uh, who I love her and she was great to work with too. So I'm trying to think, I'm not exactly sure who I would want to go with next. I did have some ideas. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Perhaps maybe a Brandy May, uh, Genevieve Hex. Uh, maybe Jolene Hex. Maybe. I, I did do something with her where we arm wrestled and um, it was like not even a thing. Like I just lost immediately <laughs> several times. Um, but yeah, like uh, she, she could be someone perhaps. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely would want to see that. Yeah. Well, I do. I do like. Uh, I like doing it. Um, I like the challenge a little bit. So you never know. You never know what you'll see. <laughs> I, I definitely think that I wouldn't want to wrestle uh, 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 Miss Cruz because I think she could be tough. Yes, she is wild. She is a wild girl. So the, the ones that I've done with Annie were all very choreographed, like scripted, highly scripted, yeah. Um, I, um, I was with, I was hanging out with Annie Cruz one day. Let me see if I can find a real quick picture because she scared the shit out of me because she looked <laughs> like she would just, just uh, knock the shit right out of you. Let me find, we're waiting for a, we were waiting for the shuttle bus, and I looked down, and I'll I'll share this picture. These are the shoes that Annie Cruz was wearing. <clears throat> oh yeah, I have a pair of shoes, uh, almost the exact same shoes. <laughs> <laughs> I have those like, shoes. That's funny. It's like, oh my god, those are some ass kicking shoes. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Keep the dogs let's, away. Yeah, let's talk about your uh, collection of bats and Halloween attire in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very uh, spooky person. Halloween is my only holiday I really care about. And I love horror films and horror media. Um, I love goth fashion. And, yeah, I will say that this is... Um, most of my husband's doing, I mean, he set all of this up and uh, just put together the perfect little living room for me to enjoy. <laughs> Great. Great. He, he loves bats. He's got bats tat bat tattoos and stuff like that. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, Joshua's with us. Joshua, how are we doing this weekend? Good, Patrick. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hi, Sid. Nice to meet you. It's a real honor. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> um, actually, no, it's cool. It's cool that you uh, you mentioned you're into horror and got, and uh, goth stuff. Uh, I am too. Uh, I was wondering, would you ever be interested in starring in like a horror movie? Of course. Uh, you've been, you've been like, a, a, like independent horror. It's like a lifelong dream, absolutely. Yeah. But um, you know, over the years, you know, I've been doing this like twenty years. I've had many people reach out with. Uh, what seemed like opportunities to be in something like that and not anything has ever actually happened or come through. So 
you know, I, I get people ask me a lot too, like, have you ever thought about doing mainstream acting? And I'm like, of course, of course I've thought about it, but it's not realistic. Um, and the other thing about it is that like, you know, the life I have right now, um, I live in Vegas. Uh, I can afford to have like a decent place and enjoy my life. And, uh, I make my own movies and I put together stuff. I make custom videos for people. And sometimes they'll ask for some like death fetish stuff. And that's always really fun for me to make, but, um, trying to get into like mainstream Hollywood, Hollywood is so, so, so much, uh, more abusive than uh, porn and it's got a bar that is so high and so few people get through and they there's a lot of uh, like expectations for sexual favors women are treated terribly in um, the Hollywood mainstream industry so you know knowing that and also knowing that you know i would have to be going to auditions multiple times a day getting rejected living in los angeles and trying to afford to pay rent there while also going to non-paid auditions constantly and getting rejection after rejection like that just doesn't seem like a fun life for me and uh yet here i am making my own movies and having like a super awesome time in life and you know it's it's just the right amount of fame for me um I'm comfortable with it and <laughs> so you know yeah that's my long way of saying that I would love to be in like an independent horror movie or any horror movie really but I don't realistically see it happening uh, another thing too is that people have been like oh yeah like I'd love to have cast you in my film I can't pay you and it's in the middle of you know, Arkansas or something, and I can't get you here either, but you'd be in the movie, and I'm like, well, I can't take time away from my career that makes me actual income so that I can make a living to go and do something like that, you know, especially if someone else can profit off of it, but I get nothing except for just the clout, which would be fun, but I don't really have time for that, so... <laughs> well, you know, if, so if you're into horror, I, I recommend the films of uh, Jonathan Doe. He does like okay. underground horror, extreme cinema, and he actually uses like fetish actresses in his films, like Felicia. Really? Fisher. Yeah, Felicia Fisher is in um, Barf Bunny and the, De 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 the Degenerates, which is two of his movies. Yeah, and I know Felicia Fisher. Definitely. Yeah, so she, she's in his movies. So he's he's he uses a lot of fetish uh, actresses, and his next movie has like her Felicia and Little Puck and his movies are really cool. They're super intense and extreme. That sounds like everything I love. Uh, extreme horror is my favorite. Yeah. Disturbing. Oh, right extreme. Yeah, me too. Love yeah. that shit. Oh, yeah. we should talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it sounds like he's making movies maybe up in the Bay Area then. I think it's Cal yeah, San Diego. Um, San Diego California. And probably uh, San Francisco, it sounds oh. like, if yeah. he's working with those people. Um sure. But yes, and uh, if you happen to know his Twitter, maybe you could like tweet it at me or something like that. Oh, sure, yeah, so that, yeah. yeah you, I, I think you really like you really like him. He's has hardcore. Hell yes, I'm. That's I'm all about that. <laughs> cool. See what you learn with our group. We're, we're just a, a wild, wild, and, and a bunch of crazy folks. But once in a while, we come through with a good, solid tip. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was an honor to meet you. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. <laughs> All right, let's uh, switch things over to Cartrell. He's sitting in the dark. What are you sitting in the dark for, Cartrell? 
<laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to ask, like, on your Twitter, this, you say you're optimistic nihilist or something like that. Like, what's your philosophical influences? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, let's see. Uh, so definitely, like, a little bit of Nietzsche, of course. Um, I think people, uh, most people get nihilism a little bit incorrectly. I think that they don't realize what he was trying to say um, about sort of trying to avoid uh, falling into feelings of nihilism. But at the same time, when I say like uh, I'm an optimistic, so there's two types of nihilism. You can be an optimistic nihilist or an existential nihilist. And I'm a little bit of like a mix of both of those things. Like I kind of feel that ultimately, um, you know, at the end of my existence, at the end of the existence of the planet Earth, at the end of the existence of the universe, like what will any of this have meant? I don't think anything, but I'm an optimistic nihilist because I believe that even though that like on a universal level, there's not really meaning to existence. Uh, I think it's important to find your own meaning for your existence while you're here. Um, so that would be that. And I actually learned about that from this uh, YouTube channel called Wisecrack, which uh, talks about the philosophy of pop culture and media and movies and stuff like that. So that's right. So that's definitely an influence on me. Also, uh, I put in there that I'm a socialist stoic. So uh, I'm greatly influenced by the stoics. Um, Daily Stoic and Ryan Holiday. Uh, I read his emails every day. I bought some of his books. Um, to me, like Stoic philosophy has helped me find the tools to deal with like pretty much anything um, in a positive way. To look at any hardship as, um, as, as any obstacle as. Uh, something that's beneficial for me rather than like collapsing into despair, uh, <laughs> things like that. Um, I find, you know, reminding myself every day that like I can die in any, at any minute. So I, that helps me to put a focus on making the most of my life uh, while I do have it for sure. Um, things like that. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, like there's two shows I like that kind of explain your philosophy. Like the dark, like Johann Liebert is more, I guess you could say the more depressing side of nihilism. Like he's from a show called monster and he's kind of like a psychopath. So nothing really bothers him. He's kind of like an agent of chaos while okay. um, Spike from Cowboy Bebop is like the more optimistic side of that. Like he f still finds a reason to be a good person and live. Yes. I, well, and I think that's vital. I, I mean, you know, it's like, um, you know, philosophically, I think it's uh, not too difficult to come around to the concept of uh, n not much having much meaning. But then I think it's important to recognize that you're still a person who is living here now. And it's your opportunity to make that meaning and to try to do it for the benefit of the people that are here now with you. Um, that's my sort of theory. <laughs> Okay. All right. Cartel, anything else? Oh, yeah. Who, who did your tattoo? Like, it's kind of awesome. Um, this one? Yeah. Uh, this was Eiko's tattoo. Uh, his name is Andre Acosta, and um, he's in Austin, Texas. And he's on Instagram, yeah, at A-C-O-S tattoo, I do believe. And um, I love it. I am extremely happy with it.
<laughs> but doesn't it hurt? Like I thought about getting a tattoo, but I'm squeamish. So tattoos hurt, definitely. Like there's no way around that. But for me, um, this one was not very bad at all. This is actually one of the easiest parts of your body to get tattooed. So it depends on the part of your body you're getting tattooed. You know, like anything here, here, uh, it's really not that bad. Um, but your softer parts like here and here is good. Like this is supposed to be really bad. Your ribs, really bad. Center of your chest, really bad. So, um, but I think that the pain is part of the fun. It's part of the process. Um, when you decide to get a tattoo, uh, you can really like work yourself up thinking about how it's going to feel. And then when you sit down and the needle first goes on your skin, it's always surprising at first. And then you kind of get used to it. Um, but then it depends on if you're getting the outline or if you're getting the shading. So everyone has a different opinion on what hurts more. I find the outline to be way more painful because there's fewer needles in the pen, in the, um, in the gun. But some, and the shading has so many needles, it's more spread out. But other people would disagree with me. So it's such a unique um, experience. It's all about your own perspective. And I think that, again, like the pain is kind of the best part of it almost. Like, I don't know. It's um, the last time I got one on my thigh, you know, I was just kind of like going inward and remembering that I don't get to do this very often. And so I was really trying to sort of savor the, um, the sensation until the very end and he went in with like a single needle to do white highlights and holy fuck that was the worst tattoo pain I've ever experienced <laughs> but I made it through and now I've got a beautiful tattoo so <laughs> okay. all right thanks a lot Cartrell we'll uh, spin things back a little later uh don't forget next week we have the one and only Jiggy Jaguar and I was just on Jiggy's show uh, about a couple hours ago and he is a wild man Always have fun with him at Exotica, and he's going to be dressed in his Santa Claus suits again um, in, in Chicago, and we always have a real fun time. So we're going to bring him in next week and talk about him and what he's been up to, and his uh, he's got a blog and a podcast and a TV show, and he's got all kinds of stuff. So um, we'll, we'll talk to Jiggy Jaguar next week. We probably should get to some of these talking points because Tony <laughs> does such a good job of, of doing these. Uh, you know, I really don't use them that much because uh, we, we just let the fans, it's, it's not an interview between you and I, it's the fans who also want to ask questions. But yeah, you do have your uh, your website, sin, that's S-I-N-N-sage.com. Uh, and uh, you do custom videos for folks. I do, yeah. I have um, an FAQ and an order form on my website on that sin-sage.com. And, uh, you know, we, we make ba basically everything, um, you know, throw it my way. If, if I'm able to put it together, able to perform it or get performers, um, then I will make it. <laughs> I, I saw one thing on your list, on, on your no list was no farting. I thought, oh, no. Uh, no farting, nothing, nope, that's a big no for me. I'll pee my pants all day, I'll pee on the floor, whatever, but no farting. No farting, <laughs> man. I mean, I obviously, cool. like, all that stuff is because people ask me for these things, and so right. I just, like, let me cut you off here and let you know ahead of time. Don't even ask me for that. <laughs> you show me a dozen hot wings, and I'll show you some farting. Um, <laughs> see you have done a lot of trans work let's talk about that for a little bit okay uh, just, um, uh, 
how'd you get started in that on that genre or that area? Well, uh, so I've always uh, I'm a queer person. I love um, my family, my queer family of you know all my brothers and sisters and non-binary fam. So for me, um, I just had never worked with. Uh, I mean, legitimately prior to probably 2000, uh, uh, maybe like. 15 or 16 just never worked with a person who had a penis uh, before and that was kind of like I guess where my line was um and you know I I think uh when it comes to when it came to trans people I think all of us maybe have to go on like a bit of a journey of understanding and that that includes me you know I, I didn't come into this world like understanding everybody right off the bat and so um I had to get to know trans people in my personal life and understand, you know, I definitely fetishized um, them because to, in my head I was like, ooh, best of both worlds to be with like a trans girl. Um, I find that feeling that I had to be a little bit ignorant at this point, um, actually very ignorant at this point. And so it just took me knowing trans people, uh, diving into that world more um, and being more like inclusive and open and to to understand that you know trans women are women and that why would I not be with a certain type of woman um I just have no reason to close off that you know door to uh, possibly amazing beautiful experiences so that was when um I opened that door and I was like I'm, I want to just work with all the women, not just only one type of woman. So I think my first trans scene was, well, my first trans scene for a company was for kink.com. Um, I think it was called TS Pussy Hunters or something like that. And it was with Venus Lux. And um, yeah, I think it was a beautiful scene. I was really, I was very into it. It was uh, really horny and sexy and super hot and I had a great time and from there you know it's just let's do this and um, worked with uh, my first scene that was like a trade scene or like self-produced kind of stuff was with Chelsea Poe and we did a little sex tape um, video uh, and yeah from there it just kind of grew and so then this past year or I guess it was over the past couple of years, I've been collecting scenes, and I finally came out with Sin's Trans Lesbian Lovers. So that's through my studio, Sin Sage Studios, and um, Trouble Films is my distributor. Uh, so that movie got nominated for an AVN Award and nominated for uh, three different Trans Erotica Awards. So to me, that was just like such an honor and a blessing to and it really made me feel like I've, I felt like a queer porn star for a really long time but only within the past maybe you know five or six years have I felt um sort of fully embraced and sucked into that community and I I hope that that's I hope that queer people um when they see or hear my name that that's what they think too like she makes the porn that um that that we can enjoy sure to feel inclusive that's right right i'm into that and, and that's what it's about <laughs> i guess to me if it's not your bag of uh, uh of tricks then 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 walk away move along 
but but the yeah. shit that this country is putting trans people through right now is a goddamn crime. Agreed. Uh, every state is targeting uh, kids in school who are confused to begin with about a lot of different things. And then to add one more layer of shit on top of that, it just slays me. I, it really does. I just, I well, feel so bad. I feel so bad. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the layers of shit on especially uh, kids, you know, I think a lot of people start to know who they are um, as like a human being uh, very young, like pre-puberty. And I think that when you hit puberty, then, you know, now we're discovering things about our sexuality, uh, whereas, you know, your gender identity is identity. Um, and then, you know, your sexual preference, your sexual identity is going to come more often usually with puberty because that's when your sex hormones start kicking in and stuff like that. So those are all people who are under 18. And for us to, especially not, not us, you know, it's like for a government entity to come down with a hammer and tell you what you're allowed to explore and try to understand um, as you're becoming a human, um, I just don't see how it's any of their business. Uh, the thing that is also crazy to me is that, you know, most of the people who are trying to do these things are from a party that calls itself the party of small government, yet they want to use the government to tell, to make these rules about how we can live our lives or how we can you know, raise our children, I guess, too. Um, and I know that on the other side, like, they're seeing it the opposite way. I just feel like there's got to be a space where we can, like, try to understand each other. But um, I feel like the current landscape with social media and even politics, um, there is no space for that. And I right. feel like that's a part of what's so fucked up right now. <laughs> I mean, I, I was worried in school about my algebra and my parents are divorced. Just think if I was, I was in some other world about what sex I, I felt like being. I mean, like I said, it's just a bunch of layers of shit that doesn't need to have to happen. The kids are barraged with this shit anyway. I mean, good God. But anyway, yeah, socially. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. um, and, and, but, but that was the prediction in Iowa that they were going to go after this in this last legislative session. That's what they were going to start to go after. Uh, that was predicted. And, and it, that's it, what it, happened. They, they, yeah. they predicted that in the next legislative session, which is going on now, the uh, uh, gays, lesbians, trans people were going to be targeted and, and it's happened. So yep. they kept their word dog on it. Yeah. Um, it's a big weapon uh, across the country right now. That's for sure. Uh, let's talk about uh, some of the web. You are on a ton of websites here. You're under the Star Factory PR, Sin Sage, and uh, give us your Instagram, your Twitter handles. Uh, my Twitter is at Sin Sage with two N's, and my Instagram is at Real Sin Sage. And I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um, I, if I see your tweet at me you know I, I respond to people and stuff like that 
All right. Well, let's go around the horn again one more time. Let's go back to Alex and check in with Alex again. Alex was wanting to know the other day if there was any dirty bookstores in the Midwest he could go to or any dirty movie houses. <laughs> Did you find any? Nah. I mean, like, I was trying to look for them a while ago, and basically they were all, like, crank booths. I was trying to find, like, an old-school actual theater, but yeah. I don't think those things are actually a thing anymore. No. <laughs> I told people, well, uh, the one on 14th in Euclid in Des Moines, I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we went to one at East 14th in Euclid in Des Moines, my girl and my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time, and a buddy. And between the at the end of one movie and before they started another one, they had a stripper come out. And she, she stripped and got and my my we of course I'm a front row kind of guy. And I parked my car in the front too, because that's my right. Anyway, um, uh, she took my girl, my girlfriend's shirt off, and I'm looking at the scene like, uh, like, oh shit, oh shit, don't walk out, don't walk out, don't walk out. My buddy's going, you know. And so now, uh, I was out for supper last night with my buddy and his wife, and I always say, you know, uh, you saw my wife's tits. And they, but they, 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 <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> then when I was in 1980. 1983, I was a senior in high school, and I didn't have a prom date, so I went to the supper at the prom, the dinner, and then instead of going to the dance, I went to the dirty movie theater in Mason City, Iowa, and uh, Wanda Whips Wall Street was playing. And so anyway, I went there, and it was a double feature of that and something else. Anyway, so then I went back to the, the casino night after the, the dance was over, and, and then uh, about 30, 33 years later, I met Veronica Hart at an event. And I said, Veronica, I said, you are my prom date. She says, uh, come again? I said, yeah. I said, I didn't have a date for prom. So I said, I went to a porno movie and watched uh, Wanda Whips Wall Street. She says, well, was I a good date? And I said, well, you put out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so she signed an autograph to Pat. Let's do prom again. Anyway. Aww, so then sweet. we were. We had another event, and she and I were just sitting there casually talking, and some guy walks up and says, Veronica, how do you know Patrick? And Veronica says, oh, we went to prom together. So <laughs> it was, uh, that, that, that chick took my wife's uh, shirt off, and in unison, all over the theater, one big zip. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, those theaters, well, for, first of all, I'm pretty sure that, you know, VHS kind of ended that era mm -hmm. somewhat, um, and of course now we've all got a little home video theater in our in our houses or the palm of our hands, but um, uh, I think the other thing is, you know, I remember when I was a kid, and uh, Pee Wee Herman was caught jerking off in a theater, and I didn't really understand what all was going on with all that, but I thought that he was like just in a regular ass movie theater jerking off. And I was like, wow, that is a weird thing to do. And then I get older and I come to find out like, no, he was in a theater that was basically made for you to go in and jerk off in. And he got arrested for doing the thing. And I just, to this day, it blows my mind. Totally like, you know, at the time sort of like ruined his career somewhat. Um, and then enough time went by that he was able to come back again. And I, I just think he's so great and funny and, uh, he was a big part of my childhood, and <laughs> I think he was 
unfairly treated in that scenario. Yeah, the guy in front of him was like uh, like Lincoln got shot in the back of the head in the theater. Hey yo. <laughs> But, and then uh, the other guy, the other movie star got, he just passed away about a couple of years ago. He he was arrested for masturbating in a theater. Um, he was the dude from Best in Show. Yeah, uh, he was oh, on. Uh, uh, not Eugene Levy, Fred, uh, Fred Willard? Fred Willard. Fred Willard, yeah. yeah. Uh, and after that, that he joked okay. about the Tonight Show or some talk show, but he was really hurt by that. And, you know, you got to make a joke out of it, and then everybody it goes undercover to those places. I mean, good God. Hell, right? I could have arrested the whole theater. Just, like, let them do their thing in there. You know what's going on in there. Just leave it alone. <laughs> Alex, you have another question? Yeah. I was wondering, um, are, are there any particular things on your uh, career bucket list that you want to uh, cover before you retire? Like, yeah. Um, no, not really. <laughs> I've been pretty blessed in my career. I've gotten to work with most of the people I want to work with. Um, you know, I used to want to like be a director for a company, but instead now I'm just a director for my own company, which mm -hmm. is much preferable for many reasons. Um, I own my own company. Uh, I think all of my goals are more personal than career because I feel pretty good about where I'm at with my career now. And I don't know, just, I don't know, winning more awards would be kind of cool. It doesn't really help like financially or anything, but it's nice to have the accolades and the, the recognition for the stuff that I do. So, but I, I've already won a couple and I feel pretty good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Christy Canyon's number one fan. Lon is with us again. And Lon, another question for Sin. Yes, and I was wondering, you you were mentioning that you do work with the trans uh, porn stars. Any chance you would want to do work with either Natasha Dreams or Jesse Dubai, perhaps? I'd love to work with Natasha Dreams. Absolutely, 100%. Yes. Um, and I have done a scene with Jesse Dubai. Actually, it was for Ariel for... Uh, when she was doing Ultimate Surrender. <laughs> nice. And also just wanted to let you know, uh, I did send you a little Venmo just for you to start your week in a, in a good way. So uh, just wanted you to have a smile to start your week. Oh, thank you so much, Lon. Oh, my God. You are awesome. And I am so grateful. Thank you so very much for that special treat. <laughs> we have an awesome, we have, I tell you what, we have an awesome group. Yeah. I just want to say thank you for being as beautiful as queer as you naturally are. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. <laughs> Joshua, we'll, uh, we'll come back to you again. Hey, Sin. So, uh, you know, you mentioned you're, you're into extreme horror and um, goth music. I was wondering, do you, do you, are you into uh, Norwegian black metal? Do you like so, that? Um, I will say that I don't, that's, Black metal, death metal, that's not stuff that, like, I put on to listen to, ever. But that being said, um, there's a time and a place for it. If someone put it on, I'd be like, whoa, hell yeah, rock out. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> um, and I watched the movie called Lords of Chaos. Oh, right on. 
And I highly recommend that movie. And it is about the Norwegian death metal scene um, and the church burnings that were going on in the early 90s and the murders that happened. And it's really intriguing and, uh, you know, pretty sad, true story, uh, really fascinating. And um, just loved that movie. It's it's funny you mentioned that. I actually, Mayhem, the movie that that's based on me. I just saw them in concert. I just saw them in concert like three nights ago. Are you serious? Yeah, wow. In Baltimore. in Baltimore. They're my favorite band ever. And wow. I, just, I just saw them in, and I met the singer afterwards, Attila, um, outside. Um, and the concert, like I was about to say, if you like dark, darker stuff, seeing them, seeing them live is like one of the greatest live experiences. It's like super intense, super dark, super powerful. Yes. But I highly recommend you see them live if you can. Yeah, I will put them on like a watch list. So if they're yeah. coming around um, my area, I'll go buy tickets to see that. They're for awesome. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The movie's great too, yeah. But anyway, cool. Um, yeah. Cool that, cool that you're into the darker stuff. So anyway. Oh, absolutely. Well, well, you know, when I was in high school, um, so no longer do I respect this man in any sense of the word, but he definitely had a huge influence over who I am as a person. And that was Marilyn Manson. Um you know, from uh, probably like 98, um, that was, I was about 15, 14, 15, I started really getting into his music, and um, just the whole, it's a really good time to sort of understand that philosophy of not caring so much about how other people think of you, or how other people look at your life and your choices, um, and so, I dressed super goth in high school, you know, I, I, my wardrobe was bought at Hot Topic, like that was my gem, and, um, and I, you know, again, I think now, I think his music sucks, and I think he's a terrible person, but the influence in my life at that time, I think was like so important and really positive, because now I live the life that I want, and uh, the judgments of other people you know, I just don't let it bother me. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. So I'm, I'm grateful for that influence, uh, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was really cool to talk to you about the sort of stuff, the likes that we share. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And Joshua, uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter and just be like, hey, it's me, we talked on the podcast, like, I love talking about this stuff. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you. Cool. In a completely different area, my wife is at a Bon Jovi concert tonight. So, <laughs> 180 degrees around. Yeah, nice little flip. <laughs> last time, well, she left last night to go, and and I had supper last night with uh, uh, Lolly Tops, who was the Miss 2021 Miss Nude World Big Bust. Anyway, every time she goes to Bon Jovi, then I have to act out and I have to do something. And the last time she went to Bon Jovi was the same night I went to the casino and saw Tiffany. Remember Tiffany from the 80s? Oh, of course. And Tiffany comes to the crowd singing, I think we're alone now. And of oh course, God. I'm one of those front row kind of guys. And so <laughs> I just jump up and put my arm around her and start singing with her. And so we're both singing, I think we're alone now. Aw, what an exciting moment for you. And then she, um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, she was just a great gal. Um, let me see if I can find it just, she, I then, I don't know what she did for another song or else I left after I got done singing with her. I, I think I went to the lobby 
and I got first in her autograph line because <clears throat> I'm that kind of guy too. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see if I can find it real quick and I'll bring it up on the screen. Um, okay. I've been that kind of girl a couple of times. I've and, uh, camped out anyway, in line. <laughs> so I had her uh, had her sign uh, a picture of her uh, Playboy cover. And it wow. says, Pat, to Pat, I know you just read the articles. Wow, that's cute. So, <laughs> I can't believe they got her. 2002. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So she had that feud with, I can't remember what, she kind of had a feud with, imaginary feud. But anyway, um, so anyway, yeah, so she was in that. I never actually had the Playboy. I just scanned the cover and oh. <laughs> I cheated. So anyway, all right. Hey, we need to get to Cartrell before we go. Cartrell, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Do you like experimental music? You know, stuff like uh, Mr. Bongo or, you know, Frank Zappa? Like, I like really weird music love it yeah i love re really weird shit <laughs> yep i i have like a super wide variety of taste in music i like all kinds of stuff i've got my favorites but i'm happy to listen to so many different things um i'm just as the years go by and music changes more and more i get a little more of that grandma get off my lawn sort of attitude where I'm like, I don't understand this new music, <laughs> but I try to be kind of open-minded about, about some things. So as long as it just like catches my ears in a, a pl pleasing way, then I am, I'm into it. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we go, Sin? Uh, Join my OnlyFans. <laughs> support me, please. If you enjoy my work, please find a way to support me. Um, you know, buy the stuff that I make, please. <laughs> and what is your OnlyFans uh, link again? It's just OnlyFans.com slash SinSage. I do have a free one also. Um, it's just uh, OnlyFans.com slash SinSage free. And you can buy stuff more a la carte there. Um, I've got clip stores, SinSage.ManyVids.com. And Since Age Dreams is my clips for sale store. Uh, so I sell all my stuff there. And then my website, sin-sage.com, has all of my full-length uh, films that I put together myself. Um, I sell that there, too. Some other clips and compilations and things like that. Um, so, um, go to your Sin Sage Dreams um, website sometime. I think it may have an issue because I, I went to... <laughs> So the, the issue with that is because uh, if you have it on, if it says HTTPS colon ah. slash slash, then it's not going to come up for you. You have to get rid of the S. Talk um, to your web designer about that. It's one little click of a, a button on that. So. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I was told by them that, like, um, that's just something that I had to fix on my end. Uh, no, it's one click of a, it's, uh, yeah, it will include or not include the S. So they just okay. have one little... I think it's a 301, 301 or 501 um, issue. And if you need more information, I'll, I'll, I got tons of web guys that would be more than happy to give you some free advice. Yeah, uh, just just that one little thing. I would really like to yeah. fix that. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> I'll make a note to. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll connect afterwards. I'll make a note to get a guy to show you how to fix it. So I would very much appreciate that. Thank you so much. Because I, I, I hate it to cost you money. I want I want to you know. 
you're here to make some money too and promote yourself. And I don't want to have anything hold you back from that. So thank you. Anyway, we have uh, been talking with Sin Sage and it's just such a pleasure to have her here next week. We're going to be talking to the one and only Jiggy Jaguar. Yeah. Well, you'll want to, you'll want to, um, You'll want to pack a lunch on that one because he's he's certainly full of it, that's for sure. Anyway, Sin, again, great to have you with us. We will talk to you again real soon. Again, you can find us at www.jizztalking.com or on Twitter at jizztalking. We're on like 17 different podcast uh, venues, and I'm slowly but surely uploading these uh, webinars, these podcasts to Roku. So if you're on Roku, you can just search for Jizz Talking and you'll see the channel. So anyway, that's uh, our, our latest adventure there. So again, we'll see everybody next week with Jiggy Jaguar. Hey, take care. Have a safe week, everybody. Bye-bye.